0: Oh, if you love him today, why don't you give him some praise? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Why don't you give him some praise? Hallelujah. There's a couple of things that don't happen in the grave, and praise is one of them. Did you hear me right there? There's no more poverty and debt in the grave, but there's no praise there either. So while I got a chance, can I get a witness right there? While I'm walking upright, while I'm above ground, come on, take 10 seconds and give give him some praise this morning. Put those hands together and tell him, thank you. Tell him, hallelujah. He's worthy today. Hallelujah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do yes 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 i do hey yes i do 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 hey I love him today, New Beginnings. I love him today. I said I love him today. If you love him, won't you wave at your neighbor? Just wave. Hallelujah. 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 It's preaching time. Now ain't that all right? It's preaching time. If you'll open your Bibles with me on land and online to that great gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter 11, verse 29. Through 32. How about that praise team this morning? My, 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 my. Thank you, ladies. Beautiful job. Luke 11 29 through 32. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say that this is an evil generation. It's evil because it seeks a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the son of man will be to this Generation The queen of the south Will rise up in the judgment With the men of this generation And she will Condemn them For she came from The ends of the earth To hear the wisdom Of Solomon And indeed A greater Than Solomon Is here The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and they will condemn it for they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here and all God's people said I'm going to tag this message today one final sign for this generation. You may be seated. Beloved, there's a great problem looming in the culture today and it's a problem of enormous proportions. It's a problem so big that supernatural occurrences can't even solve it. I call this the greatest problem mankind has ever saw, ever felt, and ever had to deal with. And it's the problem called unbelief. See, because of unbelief, many have driven off the cliff of reality into the depths of an eternity never to return again. Because of the problem of unbelief, many will sail blindly into eternity engulfed in the mouth of hell without ever thinking deeply about needing a relationship with the God of heaven and earth. And so today's text should cause you and I, beloved, to shudder and to tremble. And to feel some kind of way about the evil crisis of unbelief in our generation. Jesus in this passage is so done with this evil crowd that come to criticize him, oppose him, and critique his words. That he finally just says it. What their problem is. He says, this generation is always looking for another sign. Here it is. They don't want to believe. They just want to be entertained. They don't want to believe. They just want to see the spectacular. They don't want to believe. They just want their ears scratched and their stomachs rubbed. They don't want him. They just want what he can do. They got a serious problem. And it's a problem of unbelief. And so therefore, he says, they ain't going to get no more signs except the sign of Jonah. In other words, he got one sign left. And that's what I want to deal with today. One last sign. For an evil generation. Okay. Y'all going to help me preach in here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a biblical contrast in this text today out of time. And it's to show you the sign of Jonah. And the sign of Jesus. Right. See both of these signs are going to produce judgment. Yes, for those who will not believe. And for those who refuse okay. to believe. So, so let's learn today. What this text is. Is trying to teach us. Let me show you the first sign. The sign of Jonah. In verse 29 the Bible says. And while. The crowds were. Thickly. Gathered together. He began to say. This right here. Is an evil generation. And it's evil. Because it seeks. A sign. And no sign will be given to it. Except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will become a sign to this generation. Y'all see it there? Beloved, when we come to this portion of the scripture, you and I get to see a sad and a profound thing occur on the face of of this text, there's a crowd of people around Jesus and I call them a vicious crowd. They are a hostile crowd and they are hostile and vicious because they are anti-God. In fact, Jesus calls them, Minister Gray, an evil generation. You should take note of this, beloved. Because if Jesus calls you evil, that's a pretty bad thing to be saddled with. Yes, sir. If Jesus says your ways are evil, your behavior is evil, your thoughts are evil, then you're surely what he calls you. Amen. Secondly, he calls them this because of what they do. You say, what do they do, pastor? They seek for a sign. Right, right. They seek for a sign When he just showed them a sign. He just cast a demon out of a man. But that wasn't enough. To prove to their unbelieving hearts. And then thirdly Jesus said. That they would not receive a sign except. The sign of Jonah. Now this statement. Is a reference. To the Old Testament. Minor prophet. Whose name was Jonah. Jonah was a minor prophet who was guilty of being a racist. Y'all in here? God told him, I want you to go across the sea and reach these Ninevites. He said, I ain't saving no Ninevites. I hear you talking to me, God, but I ain't going. Are y'all with me here? Somebody holler racist. And he was the preacher. God said, oh, you don't tell me what you ain't going to do. Are y'all in here? In fact, I'm going to make you a sign. (laughs) Jonah, Jonah's sign was known for being, or Jonah was known rather, for being lost in the ocean. In the belly of a whale for three days and three nights before God made the fish throw him up on the shores of Nineveh. It was a story of a resurrection, a sign that only God can give. Can I tell you something here? Come on in here. Lean up. God will make you do what you tell him you ain't going to do. God is, like, God is like my mama. You're going to do it. Are oh, y'all in here? He like your mama too, huh? I wish you would tell my mama you ain't going to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jesus tells this story because he's telling this contrast because the generation refuses to listen and to believe even though they can see the results of divine intervention. See, according to the text, Jonah became assigned to the Ninevites. And so also the son of man was assigned to this generation. Here it is. Here we discover God made Jonah a sign. You should circle that. And what do you mean, Pastor? He used the disobedient prophet to teach a whole generation what he could do and how he could do it. Jonah became what I call, uh, Reverend Widow, a reluctant witness. It was a powerful message because God made him a sign to a generation that needed one. And here's the contrast. Jonah didn't want to be a witness. God had to make him a witness. But Jesus was a willing witness. You see the contrast there? And Jesus becomes a witness to the generation but they still rejected him. Lastly, Jonah's sign was that he went into the belly of the well for three days and three nights. And then God raised him out of the deep to prove he's the only one who has the ability to save a man. Now, Jesus is also going to go to a different grave. But he's going to go voluntarily. And he's going to go for three days and three nights. And then God the Father is going to raise him back to life also. And they still will not believe. See why he says, Nichols, this is an evil generation. For God does the supernatural and yet they reject his power to hold on to their unbelief. Here it is. They saw the story of Jonah, and they still, Brother Terry, wouldn't believe. They saw the miracle of Jesus and the demon come out of that man, but they still wouldn't believe. They heard of his miracles performed, but they still wouldn't believe. They saw the deeds done in the body, but they still Wouldn't believe. They interviewed the disciples. But they still wouldn't believe. This is an evil generation. Y'all know anybody like this? Have you ever talked to anybody like this? No matter what you show them. They won't believe. No matter what you reveal to them. They won't say yes to God. Have you ever fellowship with somebody like this? Well, if I were you, I'd do my best to not be influenced by this generation. In fact, I'd cut bait, as the fishermen say, from those who don't believe in the word of the Lord. I would separate right, my decisions from their perspectives so that I could not be influenced by their wicked thoughts. If I were you, I wouldn't give my good thoughts to people who don't mean me no good. Quit talking to them. Lose their number. Delete them from your friend out. If I were you, I would not subject my hope to their ridicule, their interrogation, their speculation, or their evil curiosities. If I were you, I would exercise daily And keeping my faith against all odds from slipping into the hands of an evil generation. I feel like preaching today. Story is told about a wise professor who thought he knew it all. In fact, he was known as an atheist in his philosophy class. He kept arguing with his teachers or students rather against the existence of God. And one day he says, you simple-minded Christians, you're trying to trust in the God that you can't see. In fact, the world has left you all behind. Then he said, take the farmers for existence. Uh When back in the day, they would pray for rain, did God hear them? No. He said all they got was the Dust Bowl until they invented a special science that they could go up to the clouds and put a special substance on the clouds to induce rain. Okay. Now, where was God when they needed rain? A Young student in the back of the room, sitting way yonder in the back, raised his hand very subtly. Professor said, go ahead son. He said, "Miss Professor, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you say, The farmers went up and they created something to put on the clouds. I got a question. Can you answer it? Professor said, yeah. He said, who gave them the cloud? Come on, come on, come on. Are you in here yet? The student refused to give up his faith to somebody just because they had a title and authority. He was willing to hold out to his faith in spite of. What the professor had to say. Can I say some more? Say it, say it. Unbelief show can make you look like a fool. Yeah. Are you in here? Yeah. And Jesus said, This unbelieving generation, they ain't getting no more signs. We've looked at the sign of Jonah. Brother Hand, let's look now at the sign of Jesus. The Bible says in verse 31 that the queen of the south Uh shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation. And this sister will condemn these brothers for she came from the ends of the earth Uh to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. And the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation, and they will condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here, ladies and good daughter. When we arrive at this last pericope of Scripture. We see another contrast on display. And it's the contrast between the generations. Jesus tells the story, yeah, of two different generations at two different times in history. One of these is from the days of King Solomon. And one of these is from the days of Jonah. Uh, First lady, one is a perspective from a queen. She was a queen who was taught the word. And the other are brothers who heard the preaching of the word. Y'all, I got excited right there. See, the queen, she ruled a country in Africa. And she was in desperate need of wisdom and how to lead her government. So she came to the Middle East to talk to the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon, here it is, put her down on the game. So that this is how you should rule your country, baby. This is how you should shut up your economy. This is what a legitimate financial system looks like. Are you listening to him? He put the sister down on what they call in the hood, Reverend White, is good stuff. And she was able to take his wisdom, go back and rule her country. Now, these other brothers were at a different time and generation, but they were also what I call beneficiaries of a preaching ministry. They benefited. From the preacher who preached with fire. Fervency. And focus. After. The Lord convicted him. Rebuked him. Chastised him. Corrected him. And sent him back with an urgent message. To repent. Uh, Jesus says about these two in contrast. That both of these generations. Generations. Was gonna rise up on the judgment day and they gonna testify against the evil generation that won't hear him. Can I say some more? They gonna take the stand, Sister Williams, under oath, and they gonna declare why they don't get in the glory. They're not gonna get in because they rejected the wisdom of the greatest teacher who ever lived. They're not going to get in because they rejected the preaching of the greatest preacher who ever lived. Oh God, help me preach it all in here. And lastly the final contrast in the statement by Jesus that lays wide open in the text, there's a contrast between Solomon, Jonah, and Jesus. He says, Yeah, yeah, the Queen of South said Solomon was wise, but let me tell you, there's a greater one than Solomon standing right in front of you. Mm -hmm. He says, "The, The generation of Jonah's kind, they thought he was a good preacher, but let me tell you, there's a greater one than Jonah here, and he's standing right in front of you. In other words, Solomon and Jonah couldn't hold a candle to Jesus. Are y'all listening to me? Jesus there would be called the goat of all time, the greatest of all time, the greatest teacher, the greatest preacher. Nobody does it better. What a contrast. What a tragedy. What a shame. What a sin. What a rejection of God's gift to humanity. Brother Ray, on judgment day, this generation will be without excuse. On on judgment day, this generation will be without defense. On judgment day, this generation won't be able to stand. Here it is. God is going to summon his own witnesses to take the stand against them in the court of judgment. Can I say some more, Mother Ross right here? He won't need angels to do it. He won't need his spirit to do it. He won't need the son of man to do it. He won't ask creation to do it. Lady Bowdry, he won't need the heavens to do to do it. He won't ask the animal kingdom to do it. He won't have the stars in the sky to do it. He's not going to even have their own consciousness do it. But rather, he's going to have their own generation to do it. Both the queen Sheba and the men in Nineveh are going to rise up as witnesses and tell them why. They won't get in. Uh, They're going to tell them, Roy, y'all guilty of not listening to the teaching. Y'all are guilty for rejecting the preaching. Uh, when I look at this, here's what I learned. I learned that Jesus understands what I feel when I get rejected. Jesus understands How you feel when you try to witness to folks and they reject your teaching, they reject your preaching. He understands what it feels like when somebody cuts you off at your knees. Are you listening here? They laugh at your God in the public square. They make fun of you on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. Come on, and Facebook. He understands what it feels like when they, when they reject you because you accept Him. Thank you, Lord. When I look at this text, that encouraged me today. And I'm reminded this morning of that great preacher of yesterday, the great Dr. G. Campbell Morgan. Story is told that in 1888, he wanted to apply for the ministry Brother Han. hand. And so in the Wesleyan tradition, they had to take an examination and preach a sermon to be accepted into the ministry. He passed the academic side of the examination, but when it came to preach, he did his very best for an audience of three and he didn't make the cut. In fact, a few days later, he appeared on the list of the 150 men who were rejected for going into the ministry. The story says that G. Campbell Morgan's heart was so broke, he telegraphed his daddy one word, rejected. Despised, broken, he sat in darkness waiting for a father's reply. Daddy's wire came back across It said, Rejected on earth, but accepted in glory. Are you listening here? G. Calma Morgan learned that it's not up to man to accept you into the ministry. It's up to God. And whoever God calls, he qualifies. Are y'all in here now? He would say later on in his life that God had to deal with him. God had to pull him to the side or pull him to the curb and say, son, won't you let me make plans for your life and you quit making them for yourself. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like God right there? Somebody here is like, G. Campbell Morgan, won't you quit making plans today and let God make the plans for you? Well, here it is. Don't make it up what? Look it up. Ah, uh, When I look at this text, and I see them rejecting the greatest of all times. I'm wondering, did they really know who they was rejecting? And, they, and, they, and that same question I have for them, I have for the generation today. Do you really know who you're rejecting? I figured you didn't, so let me call his resume for you. And let me tell you why I'm going to call it. See, if Jesus ain't good enough, then who is? If Jesus ain't smart enough, then who is? If Jesus ain't wise enough, if Jesus ain't strong enough, if Jesus ain't rich enough, if he ain't holy enough, if he ain't creative enough, if Jesus can't preach good enough, then who can? If Jesus can't teach good enough, then who can? If Jesus ain't kind enough then who is? If he ain't empathetic enough then who is? If Jesus can't sympathize with where you are and who you are then who can? The question is who beloved is like Jesus? Who you know can touch his greatness? I think I'm going to argue for my savior today. Who you know Can touch his talents. Who you know. Can touch his divinity. Do you know somebody who's 100% God. And 100% man. Who can tread on his manhood. And his divine nature. He's better better preacher than Jonah. And a better teacher than Solomon. Can I say some more. I said can I say some more. S.M. Lockridge said this, Jesus is the king of all kings. The Lord of all lords. Here's his resume. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I like what... uh, Dr. Dre said, and nobody does it better. The heavens declare his glory, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Uh, Sister Wilson, he's enduringly strong, entirely sincere, Mm -hmm. eternally steadfast, immortally graceful, imperially powerful, impartially merciful and nobody does it better. Jesus is the greatest phenomenon that ever crossed the horizon of humanity. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in solitude of himself. He's awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. The highest personality in philosophy. The supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. He's the miracle of this age and nobody does it better. He's available if you're tempted. He's available if you're tried. He sympathizes And he saves. He sustains. And he strengthens. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. Cleanses lepers. Forgives sinners. Discharges debtors. Delivers the captives. Defends the cave of feeble. Bless the young. Helps the unfortunate. Regards the age. Rewards the diligent. Beautifies the meek. And nobody does it better he's the key to knowledge the wellspring of wisdom the doorway to deliverance the pathway of peace oh help help me preach out there the roadway of righteousness the highway to holiness the gateway of glory his office is manifold his promise is sure his light is matchless his goodness is limitless his mercy is everlasting His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. And nobody does it better. Y'all too cool for me. Let me help myself. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. And you can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him And you can't live without him And nobody Does it better The Pharisees couldn't stand him But they found out they couldn't stop him Pilate found no fault in him The witnesses testimony Wouldn't agree Herod couldn't kill him Death couldn't hold him The grave couldn't bestow him He raised early Sunday morning With all power All power All power of heaven and earth in his hand. He's the gold of humanity. The greatest of all time. There's nobody like him. A greater than Jonah is here. A greater than Solomon is here. And nobody, I said nobody, nobody from the east coast to the west coast, to the north side, to the south side, Nobody, I said nobody, does it better. I'm through preaching here, but I'm so glad I know his name. He's my hope. He's my lily in the valley. He's my bright and morning star. He's my get up and go. He's the rock of my salvation. He's my friend who sticks closer than a brother. Anybody here know him today? If you know him, won't you stand on your feet and say, yeah, I know him, Pastor. Say, yeah, he's all right. Is there anybody here know he's all right? Say, yeah. Thank the Lord. Give the Lord some praise today in his high and holy temple. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we love you today. Thank you. For giving us one more sign. Thank you for the sign of the resurrection. Thank you, oh God, for being a willing witness. Thank you, Jesus, for coming down voluntarily to die on that old rugged cross that we might be reconciled back in relationship with the Holy Father. Lord, we are a generation that sees. And we thank you but we pray today for that generation that's rejected you we pray today for that generation that can't see we pray today for that generation, of oh God that can't hear God would you open their eyes Oh, here it is Lord two words have mercy have mercy Lord give them a little while longer Give them one more chance. We plead with you. Your blood is good for the cleansing of the nations. You're known for being merciful and long-suffering. You're known for being kind and gentle. Lord, you gave us chance after chance. Would you give them another chance? Have mercy, holy God. Have mercy today and save is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beloved, you're here today on land and on online. And if you don't know the God of heaven and earth today, we plead with you to come. Give Jesus your life before you slip off the cliff of reality into the depths of a burning eternity in a place called hell. Give him your life. The Bible says behold I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone will open the door, I will come in and sup with him and her and her with me. The Bible says the day that you hear his voice, please, beloved, don't harden your heart. The Bible says whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today is the day of salvation. If you would invite Jesus into your heart and leave, the confines of this evil generation with heads bowed and eyes closed, simply pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer with them, family. Say, our Father, who art in heaven, forgive us today of our sin. Come into my heart and save me. I'm sorry, Lord. I've rejected your teaching. I'm sorry, Lord. I rejected your preaching. Today I come to give you my life. Come inside and live in me. For I believe you are the Christ and you died that I might have eternal life thank you Jesus for saving me secondly you may be here today and you're on land or you're online and you say pastor I'm a Christian I know I'm saved but you know what I've been misbehaving like the evil generation and I have not given myself to the word of God I have not surrender my life to the preaching of god and i want to repent today brother preachers would you come with your mask social distance across the altar i want us to pray over those who will come now for prayer while you are praying for those out front Pastor Whittle, would you come and pray for those online? Stand right there in front of that camera for me. Pray to them out there online. Yeah, right here. and Look in this camera this way, Elder. Come right here and look right into that camera right there. Pray for them. The altar is open. Why don't you come? Prayer, why don't you come today? Is there one? Thank you, dear God. Is there one? Won't you come today? Do, God, what you in their the altar is open let the Lord help you let the Lord help you let the Lord help you Perhaps you won't pray for a family member. Won't you come? Won't you come? Pray for your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, that generation. There's somebody that won't pray for that generation. Come on, I see you. Brother Mel, come help me. Brother Sean, come help me. Let's pray with some folks. Spread out, social distance. Spread out, social distance. Brother Roy, come help me. Bring your mask. Brother Terry, come help me. Bring your mask. Brother Terry, come help me. Bring your mask. Terry, Bring your mask. Spread out, spread out, social distance. The work of the Lord, the work of the Lord, the work of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated beloved family we are praying for you online we're praying for your generation father God in the name of Jesus we pray for the generation of our family members who don't know you who've walked from you those who are online in California in line online in Texas online in Detroit Online across this great country Alabama Texas God move today in their generation save them before it's eternally too late don't let them get weary and well-doing save today God is our prayer in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen thank you brothers Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Cherry. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Nichols. Thank you. down